let's discuss homeschooling with preschoolers in the mix. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. One of the biggest challenges a homeschool mom faces is trying to get schoolwork done with preschoolers in the mix. Well, my friends, Jen Foss and Laura Pitney are here to help me discuss this today. What do we have to say? I mean, between all of us, we've had 13 preschool kids, and you have one currently, and a baby. Right, right Jen? Yes. Okay, what has worked, what is working to get homeschooling done with preschoolers also in the mix? I feel like one sanity saver for me actually doesn't even involve the preschoolers. Mm -hmm. It involves my older kids, and that's some form of weekly checklist. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for years now, and I think without it... I don't know what would happen. I don't even want to think about that. It would be <laughs> chaos in my house. But so that I can be with the little ones and work with the little ones or do anything, anything that derails, um, my older kids can just keep on going. And they have a list that they work from of independent work that they can just keep on going without me. And so when the little ones are napping in the afternoon, well, I only have the baby napping in the afternoon now, but when, usually when that's happening, there's a little bit more downtime. And so that's when I can come back and, and meet with the big kids and make sure that they're on track. But if I'm unavailable, they can still keep working. They, they know what to do. So that I'm assuming that that didn't just happen overnight, that no. you had to train those older kids Absolutely. so that they could stay focused and do the work on their own. Mm -hmm. Right, absolutely. And I even see that happening now with my seven-year-old is starting to ask for a list. So oh, wow. he sees that is one really interesting thing and fun thing about having, you know, big ones doing school and and still having little ones because they see, mm -hmm. they see what the older kids are doing and they want to be like the older kids. They look at them as role models. And so mm. now mm -hmm. even my seven-year-old is saying, well, what about me having a list? And mm -hmm. can you print me off a checklist? And mm -hmm. so that's now, you've kind of got fun. kids all the way from your baby up to high school. I do. Correct? I do. Six, seven, six, six now. Six. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Good. High school, middle school, elementary, preschool, and a baby. And a baby. Mm -hmm. So you look great. You're like my hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I, one thing that I think is really important is before you start school for the day, spending time with the little ones yes. so that they don't feel pushed aside and never, you know, mom is always too busy for me, where right. maybe you have breakfast and then while the older ones are doing their chores, right. cleaning up the dishes or brushing their teeth or whatever it is, you're spending one-on-one -on -one time with that yes. preschooler yes. just to help them know that they are important right. as well before you say, okay, now I need you to go over here and, and play quietly while we do this. Sure, because you can't yeah. expect so much out of them until you've mm -hmm. really filled their tank. Yes. Or I've heard that bank account, you know, you have to put money in in order to be takes takes money out, right? Mm -hmm. So you okay. have to spend that time with the little one in order to have some expectations of them after that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's that's definitely a helpful mm -hmm. thing to make sure that they get some one-on-one -on -one time first mm -hmm. before you move on to the next. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, a big factor in what you just talked about with trying to get school done, homeschool, while you have the little ones um, in the home too, is to have a have a plan and be organized. And sure. 
you know, some moms do that um, by the day. Some people do it by the week, by the month, or, you know, whatever that looks like. But I think um, when you have little ones around and you're still trying to accomplish school with older kids, you just need a plan. Right. Um, of course, that plan gets Derailed. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> right. But set yourself up for success Absolutely. by at least um, having a plan of what to do or a rotation or assign time with older kids just so that they can work on a relationship. Right. Um, we've talked before about having work boxes, something for those yes. little ones to do or something for the older siblings to do with the little siblings right. yeah. or the younger right. sibling. Yeah. Um, so I think being organized and at least having a plan um, is a good starting point. Absolutely. <laughs> and for me, I have a general plan of what our school day looks like, but it's usually the night before that I'm like, okay, what's going on tomorrow? Like, that's all I could take right now is about a day ahead just with the busyness of life. Mm -hmm. And so... Yes, I have the big picture done, but like sure. I really make sure I give a focused attention the day before for the next day so that I kind of have all my ducks in a row. Right. Um, That's good. And sometimes it, it's the day of, but I really try to do the day ahead yes. just so that right. when I wake up the next morning, I feel like I know what's supposed to happen. Because um, sometimes you never know when that next morning will start. Sometimes <laughs> it starts at 5 a.m. and you roll over and there's a preschooler <laughs> there, right? <laughs> Staring at you. <laughs> so, yeah. true. Right. Now, do you all have special toys that you used with your preschoolers or that you still do? Something that they only get access to during school time? I do. Um, I have um, different, uh, I guess, manipulatives that I've used over the years that is a special toy um, or a box of toys to get out. Um, one thing that I, I feel like has worked well with my preschoolers is if I'm sitting down at the table with an older kid to work on, say, copy work or something along those lines, then I may have my preschooler in the high chair next to me or on the bench next to me, and that's their time to use crayons on a paper. Or, you know, it, I try to mirror some of the activities mm -hmm. that apply just because that right. makes them feel um, feel big, but it's also it can be a distraction. So I think it's just sure. a fine line of figuring out um, what you can do with the younger one, but I feel like it's really important for them to still feel like they're being included in school, if yes. you want to call it school. Right. Right. Um, so we usually pull, I have a set set um, toys um, that I pull out and they'll either do near me or where I can see them. Right. So. And I have that too. I have a closet where I have some bins of different toys that only come out during school time. And so if the preschooler is cooperating and is quiet enough for us to continue schooling, then they can do those in the schoolroom. Mm -hmm. But if they start getting too rowdy or they don't want to do those anymore, then they can go into the playroom, which is kind of right, you know, they have free range on other toys. Um, so I kind of have that balance of mm -hmm. both where yeah. some things are special and only come, come out during school mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And then, but if that kind of derails, then they can go mm -hmm. get some other things that are just kind of the regular toys. We've so. talked about this before that uh -oh. it's really hard to teach your preschooler 
the boundaries of those toys and your expectations during the school day. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yes. we have talked a lot about we right. need like a boot camp week yes. of like, yes. okay, practice. this is, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. a practice mm-hmm. the expectations yeah. and what they're going to do. Um, because it's really frustrating when you have this great idea and this great plan and you start your school day and you're going to do it, but then the kids don't have a clue right. what Somebody is expected of them. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you've worked on these habits and you've kind of set these different things up, but then at some point there have been inconsistencies, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. consistency is a huge challenge. It's yes. really hard it is. with many children to just be consistent on every single thing that you've put in place every day. It's mm-hmm. so hard. And so That's why we have coffee. We do. We have <laughs> <laughs> So we have had those boot camp weeks yeah. where we're like, okay, remember we you know, these were the things that we had put in place that have kind of fallen by the mm-hmm. wayside. Let's practice those things and get mm-hmm. kind of, you know, get back in the saddle again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's helpful to just kind of refocus. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to to take a break, to take a little break mm-hmm. from the school and get some of those things back on track because you're in the in the long run you're gonna get so much more done than to just keep going as it is if you need to work on some things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. And and maybe not even just boot camp to review expectations in this situation, I think it's important that we remember that we need to work with that preschooler on obedience Mm -hmm. all day long, not just during school time. So that, like you said, it's they, it's consistent. They right. know that they are expected to obey no matter when or when or when or what or whoever. Yes. Good. Um, so what kinds of things you talked about, it's important that they feel included. Mm -hmm. Many of our school subjects, we can include them. Yes. I'm thinking picture study, mm-hmm. they can look Absolutely. at the pictures. Music study, they would love to march around to yeah. the music or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, nature study, they'd love to do that. What other kinds of things might we include them in? Ideas? I, I, I include my little three-year-old guy in a lot of things that I think because he sees the older ones doing them, he just wants mm. to be a part of it. And mm. so when you set up that expectation of, okay, this is a privilege for you to do this, then they almost kind of have to rise to the occasion, and that's a big mm. deal. So mm-hmm. he will sit and listen to different books that I'm reading some of the other kids that you wouldn't think he would sit through, and then he mm. asks to narrate. That's the funniest thing. Oh, how fun. And... um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just funny. They hear the lingo and they hear yeah. these mm-hmm. things and they want to be a part of it. And so we always let Charlie go first to do all, <laughs> all that kind of stuff because, you know, he just wants to be a part, yeah. even though he may not totally yeah. get what we're doing, right? He and just, I assume we we work with the older siblings to respect that. Oh, absolutely. And, and honor yeah. his narrations, whatever that might come out of his it mouth. It can be comical yeah. sometimes that they like it. <laughs> yes. So what fun. But yeah. they like to they like to be included. So mm-hmm. they really do. I mean Yeah. Well you mentioned the the subjects of music mm-hmm. and art study and those type of subjects that are short focus lessons yes but then a lot of our school lessons are well I say a lot but quite a few are uh, me reading out loud or whatever that looks like so 
one of the ideas that I have always implemented is the blanket time. Yes. And so that has been a lifesaver when I have crawlers or um, even a three-year-old, you know, whatever the age, them learning that boundary of, okay, I just put your special quilt out and you need to play quietly and stay on this quilt. And then I can sit in the chair and read out loud. Um, and so that way the younger one might not necessarily be directly involved, but they're at least in a safe quiet place that they have earned my trust so that I can focus on the older kids, whether it's reading or if we're having a discussion, whatever it looks like. But right. the idea is you're implementing those good habits that you've already built up to. Um, yes. You sure. wouldn't just plunk them on a quilt Correct. and expect them to <laughs> right. stay there. Right. You've, you've been yeah. working on this over time. Right. And then yeah. I can carry that other places like church, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, our church has family worship. So when mine were little, I would literally bring that same blanket and mm -hmm. put down mm -hmm. near my feet or um, in a place that wasn't in the way so that um, they knew their boundaries. So those are the kind of habits that you use all the time, but you can use to your advantage during school Absolutely. time, especially when you need to give attention to the older kids. Right. Book time on their bed is another great station, if you will, yes. um, to where um, you can give them a instruction and just say, stay on your bed and look at these picture books. For you a did bit. use the stations. I did. A lot. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that helped. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So. Again, it was me trusting my child to obey and follow whatever guidelines I gave them. But it was, I knew that child, that preschooler was having book time in the room where I could do one-on-one -on -one time with a, another kid, whether, whatever mm -hmm. the subject was. So, um, yeah, I had lots of stations around my house, but that was just how we had to function. I right. had to know where my kids were, especially my little ones. They had to learn their boundaries and earn my trust to where... They could, you know, um, get those special privileges, right. but it also freed me up to be able to get the things right. that I needed done with the older kids or even just sitting down for a few minutes and some peace and quiet for my own sanity. It's mm -hmm. still applied. And so I think the boot camp week or even if you don't have high schoolers or older kids, keep that in mind as your big picture goal is, you know, as little ones come along, those habits are so important. Mm -hmm. um, for the younger ones so that you can accomplish your school with the older ones. So when you're doing the stations, another thing I was thinking of, the last episode that we talked about preschoolers, we mentioned that visual timer, mm -hmm. and that's another place where that visual timer really can come in handy. Yes. I love that mm -hmm. thing. And so then they know how long mm -hmm. they're expected to stay in room time right. or how Eternity. long. Eternity. No, just time. <laughs> because right. when you're out of sight, it's like, did mommy forget me? That's yeah. right. And if they see that timer, they know right. they're how not much forgotten. Time they can, and then you can build it up, too. You can start mm -hmm. with five mm -hmm. or ten minutes, and then you can build up to a longer period of time so you can right. work for longer with the other ones. And you've done the stations. We've done something similar to that. I have... Um, I called it work boxes, and I can't remember where I got that term, but mm -hmm. so for my smallest ones, I would have only special manipulatives mm -hmm. set up in these little cubby-type um, cubby mm -hmm. things, and they were only allowed to do those during school time. And so when I was working with the other, mm -hmm. when I'm working with the other ones, they can choose any one of the things that are in those cubbies, that they can only do that during school time. So yeah, keeping mm -hmm. those things fresh. Right. And then ideally, I try to switch those out every week and then oh, wow. I leave them in for the whole week mm -hmm. but 
That yeah. doesn't always happen because sure. of the consistency. But, but okay, give me some ideas yeah. of what these things, these magic toys yeah. are, are manipulatives. Yeah. What kinds of things were in your right. cubbies and workboxes? Right. Well, I was going to say the workboxes were kind of, to me, different than just the special toys set aside to pull right. out because I, I know we mentioned that. Um, the workboxes, which I've done that over the years too, um, I feel like it's purposeful things right. like to help with motor skills or it's not formal schooling but it's mm -hmm. things that um, the kids could do so it might even be like play-doh even I mean it, they could yeah. get that work box right. out, out sit at the school table with us or the high chair and you know men use their hands right. um, with that. Right. so I have a master list of all the things because it, it's hard to think about what all you have yes. when um, you want to switch that out, and you're trying to work quickly. And if you do it every week, you think, "Oh, what do I have? What do I?" And, yeah, where am I in and so I just kind of have a master list, and okay. I just looked at everything I have in my house and kind of wrote down what do I have, what kind of variations can I make on that. So I'll put um, a puzzle in one. I'll just pick out five different picture books and put that in one of the boxes. I'll put, um, we have little child scissors. There are scissors that, um, it's difficult for the little ones to open the scissors back up, mm -hmm. but they can close them. They just can't open them. So there are special scissors that have a little spring um, in them. Yeah. Spring so that they open themselves. And those are great for you know, learning how the three, to cut. three and yeah. four year olds yeah. and learning how. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just cut long strips of construction paper and, and they just cut them. And then as they get a little bit older, I'll draw lines on the strips different ways mm -hmm. or even a zigzag if, they, mm -hmm. if they're capable of that. Right, and then right. they'll cut them on the line. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing yeah. how long they will sit there and cut strips of construction paper <laughs> because wow. they just want to use the scissors. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't, yeah. you know. I was thinking we had the large uh, tweezers. Right, yes. And it, you'd pick up the little pom-poms and put them in the jar. Right. But the and jar, we else. cut like a little That's star right. out, and they had to kind of shove I them in a little bit. I think we made a bunch yeah. of things oh, yeah. to do together. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. are those like busy bags and things like that. There's so many ideas out there of all the little things for toddlers. But, you mm -hmm. know, if you look in the busy, busy, look up busy bags, and it'll give you all these ideas. Yeah. You could get together with some other moms and just make several yeah. things. Lace, and then lacing. write it down so yeah. you don't mm -hmm. forget what they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, yeah, taking a pipe cleaner and just putting beads on a pipe cleaner. Mm -hmm. um, different little activities like that. And then some of them, mm -hmm. they just get hooked on and want to keep doing it over and over and over mm -hmm. again. So yeah. it's kind of an open-ended thing. Yeah, and it seems like we made um, the, our list of work boxes and planned it out like at the beginning of the school year, whenever mm -hmm. beforehand, that way they were ready to go whenever we did start school. And then we had them on hand to rotate out. Right, so right. again, it's doing the prep work and the planning ahead of time. That way you have those needed resources. So the work boxes, I just feel like we're more purposeful to skills that they will need for mm -hmm. handicrafts, writing, sure. using a spoon. I mean, I just feel like that's how I would filter between the work boxes and just a special closet with toys, right. you know? Yeah, right. Um, so, and we, and I've used those plenty and we right. still, my kids still love to get those those types of toys out that, you know, now they remember, right. you know, using as a right. little one stencil. I mean, I know that's hard for preschoolers, but even like the fat crayon and just, you know, right. stencil, stamps. stamps are good. I just have a bunch of stamps and a and one big ink pad that has mm -hmm. different colors on it. And they'll just stamp yeah. and stamp and stamp. So an unsupervised 
three-year-old with stamps doesn't oh, sound great. That, so that's at my table. So yeah. what, what, <laughs> no. I'm, what I'm saying is it's great to pair an older child with a younger oh, one yes. um, to do some of those special um, work boxes because yes. that'll free you up to work with an older child or right. or something like that. So, so take advantage of your yes, your pairing. Definitely <laughs> take advantage of the older kids. So at my house we call it sibling time, and I try to start with the youngest children together, um, so they kind of mm-hmm. rotate through kids, mm-hmm. and because the youngest one maybe can't keep them as entertained the little one entertained Mm -hmm. as much so my seven-year-old would have sibling time with the three-year-old first for a little while and then my 11-year-old would have sibling time with the three-year-old for a little so the three-year-old is getting time with each of his siblings but then by the end when he's more like over it (laughs) yes it's the 17-year-old that's going in there so she can handle him much better Mm -hmm. and is more prepared to you know, come up with something creative to do with him or whatever. And then they look forward to that so much. Mm -hmm. And then you can also use that to your advantage of giving those older ones, okay, well, you can do, these are the five different things you can choose from to do in sibling time. You can help with handicrafts. That's something that my 17-year-old now will do um, cross-stitching with my Mm 11-year-old. And it's a mm-hmm. special time for them. But, so it's and not just also, with the preschooler. Right, yeah. not just with the preschooler. Okay. So we, we mix it up and, and mm-hmm. you know, do... It definitely um, changes the dynamic when you have does. all the kids together versus allowing the, the siblings to have one-on-one time with each other. Right. It right. just helps form those relationships for right. sure. It does. So I guess I kind of have two different sibling time. I have the rotating out with the youngest just to free me up to be able to do work with all the others. And then after lunch, we have a sibling time where the older ones will kind of switch. So the boys will be with the boys, the girls will be with the girls, and then they'll switch the next day. And that gives the older kids just a few minutes of a break from their... school uh their school classes just because right. as they as they get older in their school years they have a bigger workload so it's almost right. like that gives them something to look forward to where they can set their schoolwork down for a few minutes and then right. have i guess some fun time uh, even though it's still school related really i mean right. handicraft right. time it or is. whatever it is or they but. can read to each other mm-hmm. so that's one of our choices mm-hmm. the older one can read to the younger one or the younger one can read to the older one both mm-hmm. beneficial yes. so it's really a win-win situation yeah. for yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So that's been a really helpful thing in in yeah. my homeschool. So. Yeah. So let's wrap up with this question then: How do we keep the balance with so much of Charlotte Mason? Mm-hmm. It's all about balance, you know, yeah. bookwork and working with things, and inside and outside, mm-hmm. and teach the person, but you still make mm-hmm. progress and. Mm-hmm. All of this, you have to keep a balance. Talk a little bit about balancing your home, school, and your preschoolers. Sure. Well, we were, we were talking about how to make sure that we're not neglecting the older children. But I think recently in my home school, I've had kind of the reverse, the flip side of that. I felt like in just kind of taking some time for mm-hmm. reflection, 
um, that I was maybe neglecting my younger children in some of the things that I had done with my older ones, Mm -hmm. um, but wasn't doing with my youngers. And so we just decided to take a week off this past week, actually. And um, I scheduled two field trips that were geared towards my younger kids. And that Mm -hmm. was something that I had just done all the time with my older ones. Yes. And so just... I think reflection, mm-hmm. reflection is a key thing. For me, my oldest is um, signing up for the SAT now and dual enrollment, and we're looking mm-hmm. towards graduation and those kind of things. So I have gotten a little wrapped up in that. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. just I think reflection is is a vital um, mm-hmm. piece of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so just looking and, and taking some time to think about those things mm-hmm. and think about each one of your children and what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's huge right. in order to find the balance is, is really just taking the time mm-hmm. to think about those things for each particular child. Mm-hmm. Good word. Good. And that may even look like you know, you may do that monthly or you may do right. that at, at the summer or whenever right. before you start school. And I like to plan. I'm a planner. So, you know, that for me, when I hear you say that, you know, I may say, well, I'm going to pick out one thing this month to do right. towards this geared towards this kid. OK, next mm-hmm. month, I'm going to pick one thing that's geared towards this child or if we do age groups or younger and older. So, right. you know, it's kind of how we do our school lesson planning. It's we look sure. at the big picture of what we want to accomplish and then we go yes. work our way backwards to breaking it down. So it could be the same thing with, you know, the focus of activities or children or um, one-on-one time big picture overview and then work your way backwards practically of of how you could implement those really good ideas. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you for this discussion. It's been good. How about you? What has worked well for your homeschool when you have preschoolers in the mix? Leave a comment. Share your idea. And if you have a question you'd like us to discuss, put that in the comments too. Let's get your questions answered. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We also have an audio version of this podcast, or you can read it on the blog post at our website at simplycharlottemason.com. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next time.